Welcome, everyone. We're back. This is a fun bonus episode uh, to this week's um, episode with James Devine, and we are going to do a live consultation. Now, I've done some of these when I've been a guest on other people's podcasts. We've done a live consultation right on air, and so I thought it would be fun for my guests and I to do a consultation together and see you know, what comes out of it. And so you can all hear what that's like. And, and if you're going through something similar, it can help you as well. So welcome back, James. <laughs> um, so you had mentioned to me that you wanted to do more speaking and incorporate your music into that. So let's start with what ideally would you like that type of speaking to look like? It sounds to me like it, it'd be more of like a workshop and less of like joining a panel, like a roundtable discussion with people. What ideally, what would you like that to look like? Would it be to specifically to like colleges and universities or would it be to music conferences or is it kind of just to anybody who could benefit from the lesson? I think it would mainly be to businesses. I had tried to do some marketing to music conferences for a time with this. So I think that could also be a possibility, especially since having been 31 years in that field, I have a lot of ends in those, in those areas. What I would ideally love to do is a keynote type of thing about an hour long to open a conference or like the second day of a conference where I share my story, how the saxophone really helped to bring me self-esteem because I had grown up with an abusive background that I won't get into um, right here right now. But the saxophone helped me to have some self-esteem as I, as I started it in school and as I became a professional. So I would love to share that story and music would be about 20% of that ideally hour long presentation. So you would do, it would be like a mixture of a perform, like a live performance and a, a talk. Yes. And I've done that before and been very successful with it. Just finding a way to do it more often and possibly get paid for it. Sure. So in terms of businesses, what would you say would be the the value for them? What types of businesses do you think that this would fit into? Would, would it be for the employees or is it like, would it teach leadership to the higher ups? I mean, like what, what types of, of businesses uh, would benefit from this talk? I think Fortune 500 companies with with a lot of employees, and it, it would be mainly for the employees. And maybe that's part of the the problem in this is getting them to understand the value in it. I really think for me the the forgiveness journey helped to change my mindset. I I used to have a lot of problems with mindset, and I think that's how I first was attracted to your podcast when I when I saw your headline of being a mindset coach, and I had to work through those things. And there are tons of people who have been through something very similar to mine. The stats show anywhere from one in five to one in three people were somehow abused sexually as children. That change of mindset has helped me to be the successful person I am today with four kids and three grandkids and a 31-year successful career, completing a master's degree and a bachelor degree, all all those things that to me, are a measure of success, they would not have come into my life without the mindset change that I had. Absolutely. And, you know, pointing out those statistics and being able to be so open and share your story about that, you know, there's there's a reason Law & Order SVU is starting its 20th season and still in one of the highest rated shows out there because they discuss something that's, 
you know, not discussed enough, but that so many people either have direct experience with or have loved ones who have had direct experience with those horrible uh, traumatic events in their life. And, you know, I think focusing on those types of, of stats and focusing on the fact that this affects that, you know, this isn't a music industry specific thing. This is not a, a once in a lifetime type of experience. This is something that so many people can relate to and that hinders so many people's progress throughout life. I think, you know, focusing on the fact that you've been able to kind of quote unquote crack the code and shifting your mindset to not allow what happened to you to define you or stop you from living a fulfilling life and living a life that you love and a life that's on your terms. I think framing it in that way and leading with the value of what it would do for their employees. I'm curious in the talk that you that you gave or that you plan to give, what are some of, can you speak to any of the results that maybe people that you've given it to or or spoken with have had or what it does for them after the talk? There are a ton of people, I would say if, if I speak to a hundred people, probably five to eight of them will come up and speak to me afterwards. And it's usually because of the nature of, of it is a very private kind of conversation. And they'll talk about how they've really struggled with something that happened 30 years ago, 50 years ago. I've even spoken to people in their eighties who they were in tears after my presentation and they were talking about how something happened when they were eight and they've never told anybody or they've never learned how to forgive and get past that. And even though the person is long dead who abused them, they're still being affected by this. So that's been the, the biggest feedback and sometimes emails afterwards that people will send to me. Absolutely. And I think, you know, especially given, you know, everybody calls this a watershed moment for women and, and in today's society with the Me Too movement, with sexual assault, but whether it's sexual abuse and sexual assault and any personal violation uh, in that way. And um, I know you had mentioned uh, how something like that affects you far beyond the physical abuse aspect of it, being that this is where we are in a society right now where more conversations are happening. The fact that you're a male being able to address this and that, you know, in the workplace, they shine a light on, oh, the the sexual harassment of females and how to deal with that in the workplace. But, you know, people are walking around with, as you said, things from even years ago that they battle with and that they carry with them every single day. And I think you have a unique perspective as being somebody, being a male that's willing to discuss these things, willing to share your story and share the wins that you've, you've managed to have because of certain shifts uh, in your mindset and, and through your healing. And I think that in the past, when you've promoted this or reached out and pitched this to people, have you kind of gone from it from that angle? Like, have you led with what this would do for the employees? You know, I probably haven't thought about that. Would that be something that I need to look into more? Yeah, I really, um, when it comes to, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, Cheryl Englehart, she's a composer and a music coach as well as she focuses on, um, email marketing. She's wonderful. If you guys want to check out CBE music, she, uh, does wonderful job with the perfect pitch and what she teaches in the perfect pitch is leading with what's in it for them. 
So rather than sending out an email or any kind of correspondence that says, Hey, this is who I am. This is my story. I'd really love the opportunity to do this. I would love for you to give me the opportunity to do this and all of that stuff. Leading from a place of, hi, my name is James. Did you know that, you know, X amount of, you know, this percentage of people have dealt with this particular hardship or, um, it's been found that, you know, employees of larger companies, you know, do X amount better when they've been able to release certain personal stresses or even leading from if you're reaching out to Fortune 500 companies, the fact that I'm sure a lot of them are in the midst of how do we handle this Me Too situation and how do we handle sexual harassment in the workplace and yours goes so far beyond that and being able to say this is a moment in time where certain conversations um, are needing to be had and after having these conversations, people perform so much better after they've released a weight off their shoulders or they've been able to identify or feel related to or feel heard. And so what I would like to do for your employees is share my story, also bring some really great music entertainment and be able to share how I've come out of a very difficult situation and teach them tools that they can use to heal from any type of situation that they might be going through. And because of that, they'll be better employees for you. So I think if you're, you know, it doesn't have to be that verbose, um, but, but coming from a, a point of here's what I can offer and here's what your employees are currently struggling with. And here's what I'd like to do to help that. You know, I think focusing solely on that will get more, responses will perk up a little bit more ears because they care about their bottom line and really focusing on narrowing down the types of businesses uh, that you go to. Like you said, fortune 500 companies, like really honing in quality over quantity with how many pitches you send out, you know, that might be somewhere to start. This is all brilliant. I'm furiously scribbling stuff down um, as we talk. And I'll get to hear it again also. The, and the, sometimes you come up with an idea that like, you don't even know that you caused me to have this idea. I'm working on an online course now because something I've noticed when I have given this presentation is people will come up to me and they'll say, I don't know how to forgive. And so thinking I can pitch this when I finish that course, there's a way through Udemy, there's also a way to offer it for free with a special coupon code. And so maybe part mm -hmm. of it will be, hey, I'll come and give this presentation and I'll give you this code that any employee who wants to take the course can now start their forgiveness journey also. Exactly, exactly. And it might even, you know, as you said, different derivatives kind of come out of this. It could even be, you know, I was just speaking to somebody the other day about the importance of training people on how to identify abuse and how to identify when somebody might be struggling with that. Now, obviously, as adults, if it's something that they've suffered as children, it might not be um, as apparent, you know, that they're walking around with this weight on their shoulders. But even training, uh, offering yourself as somebody that could uh, alert, uh, help help the, the people at work 
be there for people struggling with, with whether it's sexual harassment, whether it's abuse, whether it's anything that they're really struggling with that is affecting their performance or keeping them from being as good as they can be uh-huh. for their company. You know, so it can also kind of split and and kind of go down that road if you wanted it to. Offering those tools, offering that free access to a Udemy course is definitely something that's beneficial. Because I think what's great about right now is that companies are realizing that they have to pay a little bit more closer attention to the personal lives of their employees. A lot more companies are allowing people to work from home uh, one or two days a week. They're realizing there are a lot of studies that have shown when companies support their employees in a certain way and allow them to have stronger family support at home, then they do better work for the company. So you know, it's not truly altruistic on the company's end, but they are showing that, wow, when we don't make our employees work 18-hour days and we give them more time home with their families, they actually do better work. <laughs> and I think this certainly falls under that umbrella. And, you know, that is the value to them. That's the value to having, you know, happier employees, more focused employees. You know, that's a big keyword too. Like they'll be more focused. They'll be more confident. Um, especially if you hit up uh, companies in their sales department, they'll be more confident sellers for you that as well. That all sounds great. I'm excited you know, awesome. to try to incorporate this. Yeah, I think it's great. I I think it's a very important message to get out there. And I think it's all about how you frame it. And for the big, fat, greedy CEOs sitting there behind their computers, it's they want to know, tell me how to make my employees better. That's, you know, that's what they care about. And the employees obviously care about the healing to find a better self self worth and self confidence. And I think no matter what they've experienced, a talk like yours could be very powerful for them. How do you think would be the best way to get to the decision makers in that case? If we were, you know, talking about the music industry, it'd be something like IndieOnTheMove.com always has wonderful directories of of conferences and um, uh, festival, uh, you know, contact info. Um, for Fortune 500 companies. You know, going on LinkedIn, I would start with, you know, you're not going to hit up the the CEO, you know, you'd hit up, I would hit up human resources. And so I would go on LinkedIn and start searching keywords like human resources, fortune 500, or what could be helpful is, you know, Googling fortune 500 companies, picking out a few names of companies that you think would uh, align most with your message. And then going on LinkedIn and typing in human resources and then the company name and see who comes up. And then I would start with human resources and say, this is what I, what I would like to do. This is the value it would bring to your company. Who should I be speaking with? And, um, if it's you, is there, is there a day we could hop on the phone and talk about this further? I love this. I love it. I'm glad that after, after you've given so much value to our listeners, I'm glad I could at least share a little bit of value with you. <laughs> Sometimes it just takes someone else to to look into it. It's just like whenever whenever we face troubles or problems in our lives, sometimes someone outside of it not dealing with the emotional of the of the moment can collapse it instantly into something pretty yeah. simple. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think the last thing that I would share regarding the pitch, and this is something that I've learned over my time with pitching for speaking events and everything like that is sometimes that less is more in, ter- in terms of 
getting to the bullet points and then allowing it to unfold over future conversations. So rather than having like a 10 paragraph email with your whole vision of what this could look like, introducing yourself, sharing the value for it, and then saying to them, I have more that I'd like to share. I already have a layout or a curriculum or however you want to word it and say, I'd be happy to share that with you in greater detail. If you'd like to talk further, my contact information is below. So first, you know, without inundating them with all of the details, just saying that this is an opportunity you have and that you'd like to speak further about it rather than kind of unpacking the entire, well, first I'd start here and here's an outline of the talk and here's an example. You know, you can start to say like, if you'd like to see examples of my work or if you'd like to hear testimonials or, you know, whatever it might be, whatever you might have in your pocket to share, you might save that for the second correspondence or the phone call or, you know, whatever it might be. Do you think that, um, cause I have quite a few links under my email signature. Do you think that Sometimes uh-huh. those should be removed or is it okay to, is that a little bit different than putting it in the body of the message? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think you can leave the links. Uh, I, I usually leave them in my signature as well. And, you know, you can say there's more information below in my signature, but I'd be happy to, you know, talk with you further in greater detail. Uh-huh. You know, you could also do that rather than in the body of the email say, you know, cause I, I've made the mistake before some of my, you know, like Cheryl, for instance, would look at my email and she'd be like, Suze, there's so much in here. <laughs> like, why did you give them the entire, like I've walked them through an entire workshop, an hour long workshop in one email. <laughs> so, you know, and then I don't usually get a response. So yeah, I think just kind of giving them the name, what the name would be of the workshop or just really what the takeaway, what is, what are people going to walk away with? What's the purpose of this? What's the value? And then saying, I really love to, to talk with you further about what this could look like and how I could best present this to your employees so that you can keep the conversation going. These are all great things. And it's almost like I never sent you any of my sample emails, but my, it's almost like you read one because I think you had like a five page <laughs> one with, with everything I could do and my whole, probably my book right. in it or something. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know why is that it's so universal. I feel like we all do that because we just want them to have all of the information as soon as they get it. And I think we forget, you know, when you open an email, especially on your phone and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and you're like, okay, I haven't even, you know, I, I recently came across an interview with an A&R guy from uh, an independent label and they've had a lot of success recently. And they asked him, you know, well, what do you think about demo submissions and people submitting demos? And he said, you know, a lot of people have good intentions, but they don't realize like I've never met you. And so getting an email with, you know, all of this information and all, you know, you selling me on like a, you know, from top to bottom and giving me your whole biography and, and listing out seven different songs for me to listen to. I'm just sitting there like, hi, how about you introduce yourself first? And we get to know one, one another. It's like, you know, it, it, um, he brought up a good point. It kind of, I, I just read about it last week and it, it really kind of opened my eyes even. And I, I pitched to a lot of people. Um, but it opened my eyes too. like, wow, I don't have to have, I don't have to get to like the third date from email one. I can just start with, hi, my name is Sue. I I'm interested in, in speaking for you. Here's what I offer. I'd love to discuss it further and, and then allow them to kind of wade into, um, a deeper conversation. Uh, Yeah. Lots of ideas here to, to, 
to get me moving moving forward with it because I think I got to I even got to the point another point you had made that I was doing was I was reaching out directly to some of the CEOs and I sent this letter right. and I don't I thought maybe that would be like a little bit different because I don't know how often they get letters nowadays. Absolutely. And and I still think that's a really great approach, you know, standing out and doing something that is different. But yeah, I've I've also learned through experience it's like understanding what their role is and who the actual decision maker is that even though it's their company, they're not really concerned with the day-to-day operations. They're more big picture and they might not even know, you know, certain speakers are coming to their company until they're already there. You know, they might not just be aware um, and, and busy themselves with that sort of um, specificity. And so, you know, a lot of people overlook the power of the people in the HR department um, because they're not the ones that, you know, are on the Forbes list or not the ones whose pictures you'll find uh-huh. online. Um, but, but they are the, the gatekeepers, so to speak. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad we had a chance to do this. And I'm, you know, I know, as you said, I've never seen your pitches before, but I know that this is just what we all innately do. So hopefully anyone listening, whether it's to a Fortune 500 company or a music panel or a venue that you want to play a show at, I thank you for allowing us to work through this together so that they can they can learn from this thank as you. well. Awesome. Well, that's that's the end of our time here. I hope everyone enjoyed our bonus featurette. And hopefully there'll be more of these to come because this was a lot of fun. So, James, thank you for being our guinea pig. Thank you. (laughs) I I learned a lot.